Hi, Sonia. Hi, Paula. Hi, Paula. Hi, Dina. Hi, Sonia. I'm trying to wake up. I, I'm a little sleepy right now. <laughs> but I knew it would be worth it, so... Me too, actually. No, it's 11 a.m. here, but I'm, my eyes just, they're not getting used to the light today. They're really, they're wanting to go back to sleep. <laughs> I did a really rough, really uh, intensive workout at lunch. I don't usually do that. <laughs> so it's catching up with me. Just had a a juice and now I've got I've got my drinks lined up I've got a coffee next and then <laughs> just test them out and see which one helps me most I wonder if we're the only three maybe yesterday our freedom circle uh, kicked into gear I think it was 15 minutes after we were in you know just all of a sudden there was three of us and then all of a sudden oh are you are you taking finding freedom Paula no I'm I'm facilitating you're facilitating okay I yeah. actually signed up again they have a repeater you know repeaters um option oh yeah yeah I just like I I just need a refresher. It's been a while, you know. So. Wow, that's great. 
Yeah, but I'm not going to do the freedom circle because um, I don't know. Seems a little off for me to be in it. Everything around you is purple, Dana. Your glasses, your. It's all, it's been, this is a new, brand new. Well, let's see, I guess I've had it, got it January of last year. And it's been like this since I got it. So everything is, this is a brown sweater. But yeah, so your computer, your camera is doing that. Is that what you're saying? I, I would suppose, although there's. Like purple, like you're in the violet. Purple hair, I know, I don't know. I'm not sure, I guess I can, I've just decided, I also decided it was per, it was the violet flame, so. Violet flame, it's so beautiful, it looks lovely. <laughs> kind of need having purple hair, for at least for this time. <laughs> okay. Well, shall we um, three pray, shall we pray in? Hmm. Who's got the, who's got some kind of groovy prayer thing going on tonight? <laughs> <laughs> No, I've got to I've, I've make it really, really simple. It's me. <laughs> Go for it. I think simple sounds great. Yeah, it's just simple. So with our hands on our hearts and taking a deep breath, breathing in love, breathing out love, and breathing in gratitude, breathing out gratitude. We're so grateful and thankful that we have this time together, two or more who are gathered in the name of the beloved I Am Presence, our Father and Jesus and Mary. I want to bring Mary into it. So we are here in the name of love. We wish to share our experiences of love in our lives, any blocks to love, offer them up to be removed by Holy Spirit and be done with them <sighs> so that we may carry on in the flow of love, always in the flow of love and sharing it with everyone because we are one with them. So be it and so it is. Amen. Amen. Thank Amen. you. <laughs> I think I'm going to take glasses off. I won't be able to see you all clearly, but it feels better. <laughs> well, um, I'm going through something. Uh, I have a group that I'm part of and there's a person in the group who is, and uh, um, it, it's one of our groups, okay. There's a person in the group who, when she comes into the group, she takes it over. 
Uh, and she is, I, I think the person needs help. I don't know, I don't know what quite to do. Um, she, I don't know. There's a there's an anger. There's a, a, a crudeness. There's a disconnect with the fact that there's maybe a group of seven. You know, it's it's uh, and none of us know quite what to do except to be present with her and sort of embrace her. Um, but what about everybody else in the group? What about, you know, I, 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 I'm not, I just don't know what to do. Um, the 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 gal is um, I don't I don't know what to say because I mean it sounds like I'm you know but uh, what do you say do you say um, thank you for sharing uh, you know what what do you say it's like a and one of my, my group called today and said, I didn't want to get on the group because of this woman. And that this woman was a prayer partner of hers and held her hostage, she felt. She felt she was being held hostage because she would call repeatedly and you know go on and on. And it was as if she was on a narcotic or something. I don't know what to do. Is this, Paula, is, do you have, um, can't, let me think what they were called now, the um, credo? Does your group yeah. have a credo? Mm -hmm. All the groups, I think, have, have a yeah. credo. Is it, would it be helpful to, do you do, the, do, you do it every time? Do you mm -hmm. pull your credo? Yeah, a lot of times the groups I've been facilitating, we stop doing it. Um, could it be helpful to just reintroduce it? Maybe read it, maybe the, you know, if the, I mean, it's possible the person could see and then, you know, instruct themselves from credo, from maybe what they're, what's happening. But if they're, if there's something else wrong, such as um, something out of that individual's control, um, and, and it may be, it, what's your instinct tell you? What does your intuition tell you? Is it, is it something the person can self-correct if given the opportunity? Or is it out of their control due to some outside influence? I, I, I think um, you, know, you know what I'm feeling right now? I'm feeling PTSD. 
you know, because I've been in situations, you know, in my life where I, things have been out of control, you know, and uh, abusive. I feel abused by her. And that's me. That's I'm feeling abused by her. But the person who called me today from my circle said she felt held hostage by this person and she didn't want to come to the freedom circle because of the, this person and how she is, you know, uh, uh, takes everybody hostage in the group. Then um, how does one lovingly, and I have watched Jennifer do this. Haven't you, haven't you ever seen her? Somebody is in the group and they, kind of um, co-opt it for quite a, a long period of time. And she is so lovely with them. And on retreat too, um, getting off subject, something like that, she'll nip it in the bud quickly because she's, she's you know, working with time, within time frames. And if she doesn't want it to go too far left, She'll nip it in the bud and be, um, I would say, assertive is how I experienced it. Now, being assertive is, is not a skill many of us are practicing because it is a practice skill. It's not one where, you know, we're, we tend to be either passive, aggressive, aggressive, or passive. Um, it makes it difficult. But the, this, when I used to teach um, preschool, I remember this distinctly. Little girl being chased by somebody on the playground. And she came up to the teacher and she said, so-and-so's chasing me and they won't stop. And the teacher, the main teacher said, um, you know what, if you don't run, they can't chase you. And <laughs> it just stuck with me like one of those truths from all time. I know it was just the truth it learned in the, from a four-year-old in a kindergarten type, you know, preschool playground. But and that's what hit me when you were talking about the being held hostage is that we can't be held hostage verbally unless we agree to it. And I, I realize that if somebody has you at gunpoint, that's, that's a different discussion or they captured you and thrown you in the dungeon. But um, we have to be agree. We have to agree to be held hostage. Um, and what is probably holding us hostage is the fact that we don't want to be assertive because it's uncomfortable to say whatever we come out of our mouth. That kind of thought that you can't be held hostage and agree to it. And I'm, I'm one of those passive ones that go quiet in situations like that. But I, tend, I think now that um, you, don't, you can be assertive in the invisible as well as being assertive like out there right so i my preference would be to to work in the invisible and, and do ponopono with that person and but so you're you're giving love because it's obviously a call for love so you're giving the love with the ho'oponopono and you're also working on it in you because everyone in the group will have something to do with the issue that she's going in she's going through because we're all of one mind. So it's really our issue and now we're in it as well. 
So, but we don't know what the issue is because we we are not speaking to that person. But I think this, the principle is the same. That it's it's within all of us, and so if we all work on ourselves with it, I think that that's a way to go. Oh, um, that's good. <clears throat> And it's funny because the uh, person who called me today uh, uh, did Ho'oponopono with this person, and I did too, um, you know, so I don't know, because this was just yesterday, so it it is a process, and I'm not getting to meet with my co-facilitator till Friday afternoon, so this is sort of um, yeah. cooking. <laughs> So what I have learned too is that to get really, really down to basics with things like this that seem intractable and just write a person's name, put it in the God box and it seems like it's so simple. I mean, how can that do it? But it does. It actually gets it going. It'll start to transform. That's really good. I'm going to do that. Yeah. Right here, God box. <laughs> Go straight to the source. <laughs> the, the other interesting piece was that at the end, we said, oh, would somebody like to pray out? She said, I'll pray out. Beautiful prayer. <laughs> Brilliant prayer. It was lovely. I, my jaw hit the floor. Well, the so it, it's like a, a unexplainable thing. It, it's reminding me of like maybe ego spiritualization. You know, this concept that our ego can spiritualize, um, which floored me when I first learned about it. But I do think it is, it is very possible. What is that? What is, what is that? To the best of my knowledge is Jennifer hasn't taught a lot about it, but when she brought it up, I just, I knew that I had some of that. So I, and I guess this was last year sometime when she introduced it. Um, and this is, this is just my definition. I'm kind of making it up. But something like um, the ego thought system gets in there and it kind of learns some stuff about how to spiritual pray. thinking. Yeah, any, any of it. Spiritual thinking, spiritual uh, vernacular. Um, and it rides, it seems to ride along and convince something in us or we're, we think maybe it's more like we're in the ego thought system feeling like we're feeling a little high or a little bit, you know, self-empowered, but it's not spirit, spirit guided, it's ego guided. And I really, I really feel like that that's what I did for a long time. When I heard that term, I was like, I was just... I knew it. I knew I had to back off something and go somewhere. And it, it's, yeah, you're in the wrong place doing the right stuff kind of thing. Wow. The wrong, what sounds like for the wrong reasons? Not the wrong reasons so much. It's just sort of, uh, you know, ego's good. Ego's real, really good. And, 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 you know, it just, you just don't have, um, or in my case, I don't think I just had the savvy to know. And it was just, I had to feel my way back out of that. And, and I may be a little, I'm, I'm neuro untypical. So I, I may not 
be like you guys. <laughs> but you I don't, don't even understand that word. What word? <laughs> what? What's that? Neurotypical. Yeah. Yeah. I there's a strong possibility that I have some Aspergers, oh. which is neurotypical. Yeah. Okay. My brain processes a little differently. Differently. Okay. Yeah. Like uh, stimuli and. Um, reading reading people's faces and emotions and all kinds of things like that and i don't know maybe that's what i was experiencing so what i may be describing may not be what neurotypical would have have had an experience with but that was mine i just knew i'm like oh yes i am i need to back out of this well you know the the, the other thing is that we have different um, uh, uh, what do you call it? Personalities, or uh, not personalities, but it's kind of like a persona. People can adopt different persona. So a spiritual persona is is a facade that people can. Yeah. Adopt. Yeah. Exactly. A mask, or um, yes. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so it looks like you've got many good choices. I love Sonia's advice about working in the invisible, which, um, you know, can is, is good no matter what. Always doing that sounds like a great idea. Assertive, you know, being assertive can still be kind. You know, it's a statement of, of the rules, you know, looking at the credo again, maybe, and Time are, we talking about, are we talking about mastery circles now? I don't even know what the discussion's about because I'm late and I'm sorry. But uh, I, I was sharing about, um, Carol, about a uh, person in one of my circles who is as if she is drunk or high oh. or something, and she'll come in and just sort of co-opt the circle and um, everybody listens to her and listens to her and smiles and says you know if she says I'm doing better they go that's really nice and the time goes on and she just keeps going on and then it was time to close the circle and she prayed out and I felt uh, that it was a valid prayer but who knows <laughs> Is this all the time? Does this person... This is the is third circle. And, and somebody called me today and said, I'm not coming to this. I, I didn't come to the circle because I knew this person would be there. Oh, oh, well, okay. I mean, so, the other um, is that you could take it higher. You could sort of say to Linda or Angela that there's a, the problem has arisen in the circle and we need help with it. And don't you have in the circles, there's one person above you. Um, I can't remember what they're called now. Champion. Yes, I have Champion. an appointment with her Friday at four. Oh, okay. You're good. I'm on, I'm on a community call. What's up? Oh, I thought you called me. Oh, no, honey, I didn't. <laughs> yeah, I feel better. Good. <laughs> Thank you. You know, we're, uh, the whole idea of taking it to into the invisible, uh, 
you know, one of my things is, oh, I have to do it myself. Yeah, I feel yeah, I hear you. Yeah, yeah. So just putting it in the God box and taking it in the visible just suddenly has just released a lot of stress. Thank you. <laughs> have you spoken to your co-facilitator about it? Four o'clock on Friday. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I've emailed her. And, and and we're going to process it. But it's kind of because I got a call from some other member of the circle today. And I didn't have an answer because I have the same questions. With the exception that it is ours. Because we're all in the same circle, like you said, Sonia. It's our, we're, if it's in front of my face. It's mine. It's There's a gift in it for everyone. That's that's the thing. Like, it's it's not necessarily um, simply painful for everyone, but there's from you know in the muck that the lotus comes, and it's for everyone. So just look for the gift in it, and, and not to the opportunity. The opportunity that it um, brings. Yeah, and there's also the. Um, yeah, trying to do life on your own. So remember to partner up, you know. Yeah, yeah. Appreciate that. Yeah. See, but I, I, I had the same experience with my uh, five-year-old uh, grandnephew where he totally misbehaved, was manipulative, aggressive, unkind to his younger brother, unkind to my sister and I, and we were babysitting these two. He's a five-year-old. I mean, he's a five-year-old. And uh, I, was, I was in a state of shock. I'm a, like, kind of like it feels like what I'm in now, because what, what do I do? He's not mine to discipline, really. He's well, but if you're with him and mom is not there or dad is not there, then I, I think he does need some correction, gentle, but to not be allowed to continue it. I have a six-year-old grandson who can be very unkind to his sister from time to time. I don't know what spurs it, but he has to be reminded. You know, so <laughs> I know you're not his mom, but if you're there with him and there's no other adult, well, then, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he needs guidance. Um, Paula, and I'd recommend, you know, Cheryl Soltis, right? Yeah. She has some um, experience with somewhat of what you're talking about. Um, and she can probably share with you what, what she did. That's a, that's, she was one of my, she was like my first prayer partner ever. Yeah. Yeah. She, she shared with me, I was, I had a little struggle with a, uh, with a mastery circle and she was sharing with me some of the, some of the things that uh, occurred and uh, what she did. And I thought she was, she's uh she has a lot of gumption. So she's uh her assertiveness is, comes to her a little more easily than it does to me. So she was a good source of information. I think also I get, I get hung up in the, do, doing the right thing. You know, it's like I uh, hear, you know, this is a, a spiritual supported call and you're together 
and I hesitate to say or do anything. I know. I get like that, too. It's, I get tongue-tied. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, suppose I, I say the wrong thing. I mean, could she be Christ incarnate? And here I am. <laughs> you know, she is Christ incarnate. That's the joke. <laughs> you know, she is. <laughs> and so then what? <laughs> and those credo rules, I think, um, and, and a lot of their guidelines came about from situations um, so that yeah. they put that together to aid yeah. and assist. Right. To put, yeah. yeah. So that's there for you to, you know, to have it pop up, you know, bring it up and remind and go through. You can discuss credo rules. You know, I'm not a fan of calling somebody out, although I've done it. I wish, I, you know, just for, from frustration, but um, I, I prefer being kind and gentle and that kind of thing. But, oh, sure. uh, but there are just times when a little more assertion um, and it's not that we, I just think as a society, we don't, we just don't know how to do that. We are not, a yeah, we're not trained for that. I know. Yeah. And I know. it's uncomfortable when sometimes it's the very thing when you can say to the five-year-old or to the adult, um, you know, it's, it's, we need to share time or, you know, to the five-year-old, you know, it's not okay to hit so-and-so. We right. need to be kind. And oh, yeah. that's being, it's not being mean. It's, it's drawing these truths, if you will. And then saying, we're going to, we're going to gather around this truth. But we honestly, all I've ever experienced really in my lifetime is either aggression, which I hated passive aggression, which I hated even more and passiveness, which I hated. <laughs> Not a lot of good choices here. Yeah. No. And then I got exposed, I guess, last year or the year before to this idea of being assertive. And I thought, well, it's wonderful, but I have no, it just doesn't come naturally. <laughs> I know. It's like foreign I language know. or something. Not, not easy. Um, but I mean, with my grandson, I'll say, did you forget that your sister loves you? You know, and did you forget that it, it, because you got excited or you, I try to keep it positive, you know what I mean? And then just, did you forget that um, she didn't do anything and you forgot to be kind to her? Could that be what happened? You know, that, and, and maybe with this person, um, we just need to be reminded of the guidelines. Maybe that'll, you know. Maybe that's all it'll take. Yeah, and I, I think sometimes, you know, I, I tend, with my personality, I will tend and have tended over the years I've been in Jennifer's programs to get so excited about whatever. And in my excitement, I'm breaking credo rules or whatever. I don't mean to, you know. Yes, <laughs> yep, yep. part well, of my that's personality. That's what I mean. It's, it's sometimes it's easy to, you know what I mean? It's gentler to say. Um, let's try to remember, because sometimes I think we forget about the guidelines and they're there to protect us. They're there to keep us, you know, together and they're there so that we'll all enjoy our time equally and, you know, to try to stay positive about our words. I mean, that's always my goal. I don't know if it always works, but I don't want to be spoken to in any way harshly. So I try not to. Yeah, and I, I, 
I found too when that when I can self-correct in the by reading the credo or you know something like that I can see or the guidelines and I can be like oh and I'll have that moment of like embarrassment but it's mine I I'm discovering right. that right. nobody's right nobody's pointing a finger yep. yeah and then and then it's you know I can, you can I try not to beat myself up but I, I have a tendency to do that and then I can go off and say okay uh note self yeah yeah imagine it, you're at a Thanksgiving banquet together with your family and one of the members of the family comes in drunk. Aye, aye, aye. You know what I mean? That, uh, you know. Greet them and with a big cup of coffee. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> so Paula, are you, so that wasn't quite how you introduced it. So, so do the, do you think the person is either inebriated or um, on a, su or subs using substance? substance? On a substance. Something, something is something. going on. Okay. Something okay. is going on. Yeah, that sounds to me like a something you need to reach out to your yeah, your to your champion and higher up and they need to intervene. Yeah, yeah. you need help. <laughs> you need yeah. help with that. I would want to help. I would want yeah, to it's help. above your pay grade, maybe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel better about that too. Thank you. I think all of the package together. Yeah, yeah, very, very much. It'll work itself out. I'm sure it will. We'll pray. <laughs> we can pray. Thank you, and for her, <laughs> for her too. Sure, absolutely, absolutely. The big divine alarm clock, a big Ben alarm <laughs> clock. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But it's all good. It'll be good. It'll be good. You don't have to do this all by yourself. Thank God. Thank God. Yes, and I keep forgetting that. <laughs> yeah, no, I know, I know. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's such a relief to remember that. Whoa, yes. I'll tell you another person that was really helpful to me in time of crisis surrounding mastery circles was Angela. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. The voice of wisdom. She's yes. ready to have her baby. Did she have her baby? She's she's know. close, really close. I saw a stroller behind her and something we did. Was it Sunday's meeting? There was a stroller behind her. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, was looking, I was looking to see if there was a baby in there, but I didn't see it. <laughs> we would know. Don't you think they'd announce it to us? We'd have an announcement. I hope so. I would hope so, too. After all, it's our baby. I know. <laughs> yeah. We're all the godmothers. I mean, really, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I think with that, um, what you were saying, Dina, about the spiritualization of the ego, that could be a lot, um, akin to um, thinking that you can do life on your own. You know, because you're now spiritual, you have the answers and you're going to do this the spiritual way, right? Because you're eating a bit now. Yeah. Whereas, you know, I think, you know, I think anything's possible. Don't you think like mix, mix some spiritual knowledge with the ego. <laughs> anything's possible. It scared the heck out of me. <laughs> the queen of the world. So that's you know, right. Yep. Everybody just get out of my way. I'm going to fix you all. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's really easy to go off and do that. Very easy. 
Yeah. Very easy. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Cause then I think, did you forget Carol? I forget. I forgot to ask. I forgot to pause. Yeah. You know, I forgot. Mm -hmm. And duh, there I am all by myself. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it was it was humbling when I when I heard her first use that term, and I was just and I think I asked her to repeat it or something like that last year, and I was like, oh no, this explains some things. <laughs> you know, because I, I remember I'm not sure where Jennifer said this. It may have been on a retreat, but she has many many people that she is accountable to spiritually. And that's the reason I think, you know what I mean? Because she has a lot of responsibility and she has grown so much and she has come so far. I think she guards herself by having accountability in many different forms with different people to help her remain, um, partnered all the time and covered with, you know, whatever issues come up in her life and things we don't know about. But I think that she has a, a system in place with more than one or two people. You're right, Carol. She, she mentioned um, that she has her own spiritual counselor or more, one Absolutely. or more. Her I mean, partner. I she has venerable, but she has friends and yeah. she has other people for that very purpose, because a person in her position, I think can be wooed easily by, you know, just the sense of look where I am and I've got all this responsibility. And I mean, and I think she really safeguards that very, very wisely because it, it can, I mean, it can really grab you. That's you know, a, Carol, I'm so glad you mentioned that. I, I think I want to hold on to that, what you just said, that wherever I go after this, whatever I do to, to make sure I hold accountability in my life. Absolutely. That somebody is there to tell you the truth and to not dance around it and not, you know what I mean? Not make it pretty because they love you enough and you know it. That's the thing. They are safe and you are safe with them. And then therefore the truth doesn't have to be made pretty. You can just speak plainly. You see, I had a mentor for many, many years. She was a street, she called herself a street person. She wasn't, but she grew up in, the, in New York, in the city, on the stoop, in an Italian neighborhood. Everybody lived on their stoop and everybody knew their business. And everybody, you know, the guys were making, having affairs with women that weren't their wives. Everybody knew all the stuff. And they were very streetwise people. And this woman never had more than an eighth grade education, but she was one of the wisest people I've ever, ever met. And she really never had a childhood because her life was such that she became a caregiver at the age of seven and eight. And she took care of her sister and her brother. She took care of her mom. She did not have a normal childhood. So she grew up rather hardened, but underneath, she was just the softest, sweetest, most loving person. But to listen to her speak, you would think she was just some 
totally rough, you know, a gruff, harsh person. And she wasn't. But she was my mentor. And she would just give me the truth without, because she didn't know how to make it pretty. It wasn't in her in her bag of tricks. She just never learned how. And so, you know, I got the truth. And she would say, you've got to get those rose-colored glasses off, Carol. You know, you can't live life like that. And she even sent me rose-colored glasses. <laughs> but she, you know what I mean? She was the one that I couldn't get anything past her. I could not. She knew very well if I wasn't telling the truth. She knew all the time. And she'd call me on it. And, you know, that's how. And so, but that's a protection. And that's a it really is. It's a safety valve because if you're not then listening when God's doing this to you, he's going to have to do that to you and you don't want that. You know what I mean? So this was how, that's how she would counsel me and that's how she mentored me. So I, I get that that's important. It, it's very important to have somebody that totally loves you and you can be very safe with them. So when you mess up, which everybody does, it's okay. They help you through it, you know? And I, and I think that that is what Jennifer has much, very much in place in her life. I think it has to be that way just because of the temptations of somebody at her level of understanding and her level of growth and, and expansion. And I just think that that's even more so than, you know, as we grow, you know, and I think that's what we're all about. We're becoming safe for one another so that we can be open and be vulnerable and grow that way and not have to fear judgment and opinions and all that. Okay. I have to go, guys. I'm sorry. I love you. Thank you, Carol. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I love you guys. Have a great rest of the meeting. Thank, Thank you. you, Carol. I got to go. See you, honeys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's cute. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah I, I, think, I think Carol has hit the nail on the head. We have to have people to hold us accountable, tell us somebody, tell us the truth but in a safe way so that we're not shamed and humiliated. And um, we have a way to rebound and rebuild from that. We have to have a willingness to Yeah. Uh, when I'm talking, I hear myself and it sounds like a growl in the background. Sonia, you're muted. I'm going to mute and see if that helps. Um, okay, let me, I, I'm not, yeah, I'm not hearing it now, but it distracts me. <laughs> Sorry. <clears throat> yeah. Sorry, go ahead, Dina. Well, yeah, I just, I'm, I'm just wanting, I'm holding on to what she said. I'm trying not to lose it. You know, just, I think it's very important. And 
and I, I think there are levels of it. You know, it's the the person you're referring to is, you know, something something's occurring, a, a spiritual willingness a, and growth is there, but something else is happening too. Something from the ego thought system or ego behaviors or however that works. And um, and I know when I started realize when I started figuring out that ego was somehow involved in with me when I was still thought that I was blossoming and, you know, and it's like, Oh, and it, it, uh, you know, it was, that was a hard, it was a hard growth period for me. And um, so that's why I really love what Carol's saying on a couple ends. One is that to help in those stages and to have um, people just gently giving you that honest feedback, calling you on your BS but not in a way that destroys you, you know, and then, and then when you get to, as, as we start peeling off layers and awakening, arising, and um, hopefully becoming teachers of God and, and being part of the atonement and all that, all that may present for us that we're kind of back there again. You know, I don't know that we ever leave that danger of the ego coming, the ego thought system coming back in. So to have that, that um, system of support, it seems to me is going to always be important. So it's a good theme. I'm glad you brought that up, Paula. I think it's a good theme for tonight's conversation. Well, it occurred to me too, that if I am here only to be truly helpful, and if I'm here to represent him who sent me, I do not have to worry about what to say or what to do because he who sent me will direct me. And to put that, how do you say, to come from that space in these meetings, then, then you, you really, then you can't really hurt somebody. I guess, I don't know why I'm afraid of hurting somebody. Um, you know, maybe I've done that. And if I have, please forgive me. I'm sorry. I love you. Thank you. Well, and, and to be perfectly honest, you know, I, I have, I was shocked at, at a certain point when I felt that spiritual people were hurting me. That's the, how it felt to me. So I'm glad that you have a sensitivity toward, you know, how can I not be hurtful? But we just, we haven't learned everything yet. And there's that potential is there. And we don't know where everybody's coming from. And um, I've had a couple of things happen that were very painful, very hurtful from people that I, somehow I had this naive belief that spiritual seekers didn't hurt each other, didn't do these kind of things, but that's just not true. It's not true. We don't do it on purpose. We do it out of just, it's, it's just part of the growth thing. And um, I think we get revved up, we get passionate, we get, you know, we get, the more we think we know, maybe the more potential. So I, I do, I do very much think that that's, and you're probably one of the kindest, most careful people I've ever met with how you talk to people. So that's, that's good that you had that. And um, yeah, and a little, a little assertion is, is assertion through kindness, kind assertion is helpful. 
Yeah, again, what I said earlier, that she is a Christ incarnate. So then how does one proceed? But, you know, it'll, it'll, the guidance will be there. Thank you, and you both helped so much. I think that um, praying and meditating is sort of so important. Like, I'm not sure what your practice is, Paula, but um, do you... Do you meditate daily on, on after praying? Do you do that? Um, a little bit, and in the evening, mostly I do prayers. My, you know, um, I like I'll do the Violet Flame book. I've been doing that a lot, and just going through, you know, the invocation of the Violet Flame into cleansing of self. Uh, cleansing of um, and transformation, you know, of all that we are now and I am now, you know, I, I'm able to really feel it. Um, it's harder for me to sit down and just go like that. Yeah. You know, I could look at a flower and feel that. Um, or walk in, walk my dog and yeah. go, I am that tree. I am yeah. the river, etc. Yeah. It's harder for me to sit down and just go, you know. Because after you've prayed or you know, made that conscious contact with God, then the praying, the, the meditating, or the, it doesn't, with the way we talk about meditating now is sort of like different to what I'm saying is that having that space after you've prayed to listen, it doesn't have to be an hour, it could be five minutes just to have that quietness and listening because that's when you possibly hear the guidance. If you don't leave the space, then maybe you're not listening for it. Nice suggestion. Thank you. Yeah. One of the ways too that I feel the the Holy Spirit is in a counseling session. Isn't it amazing? You know, because you're just widened back and allowing the flow. <clears throat> and I think one of the most intense times I felt that was just recently and it was with one of my clients who was just ready to kill somebody. <laughs> I don't know if you were, but, and, and I just had to stay with him and stay with him and help him to see that these people, this nice old retired couple was not out to steal from him. They were not going to take saws and cut through his house and pull out his three gun safes and make off with them. That this old retired couple was not the front for a group of youthful marauders who were going to come in and steal everything out of this house. That there was another way of looking at it. After 30 minutes, he said, thank you for talking me off the ledge. And my whole being was just humming it, it, it from just the the focus 
of being there with him in that uh, space, holding all I watch, <laughs> you know, and he, he shifted. And then we talked about vitamins and minerals for a few minutes and then he left and I was just vibrating. It was like a huge Kundalini experience, you know? So that's another way that uh, I have felt the, you know, divinity flowing through. I'll bet you all have too. I totally agree. And, and would highly recommend anybody thinking about doing Jennifer's counseling program to do it just for that reason because it is it is very much that time when um ego just parts and then something opens up and it's yeah and somehow i you know i wish i could carry that with me to everything you can <laughs> haven't quite figured it out yet though <laughs> i guess because i'm sitting there with a very specific intention to move ego aside and you know, go down that road. And I don't do that when I go to work. I don't say, let me move ego aside. And, you know, so maybe I need to do that. Oh, all, everything is just a big old counseling session. Yeah, I could probably do that. There you go. Yeah. I saw a quote by Ganga White. I'm going to see if I can find it. Um, Wow, it, it was beautiful. Ganga White, where she said just what we're, we're talking about. It was so, um, eh, I don't think I can find it. But, um, you know, she was saying pretty much this, that the whole world is like our spiritual uh, exploration, the whole world, every interaction, and our prayers are the words we share with each other at all times, no matter where we, we are. And there, there was a couple things like that that she uh, had said that just made it obvious that our op opportunity is to be a bodhisattva right here, right now, no matter where we are with our grandchildren, children, work, whatever. Yes, it's like staying on the loving seat, the seat in your heart that Jennifer talks about, staying on your seat. You can just stay on your seat no matter what's going on out there or, you know, wherever you are in your life, whether you're on a call or you're out shopping or just at your home by yourself, but stay on your seat <laughs> it's a challenge it's a, we're just learning I'm, we're just but it, i'm so glad that we're learning it we've got each other to help us see where we get off our seat and where we can get back on yeah and i think one of jennifer's prayers like it must be one that i read a lot or have read a lot because it's but i'm not getting the whole thing I don't know if it's the partnering up prayer, but something about living our life um, as a prayer of the heart. Does that sound familiar to you guys from one of her prayers? 
Uh, maybe the partnering up one. I don't know, but something the prayer of the heart, which is so that would be like your language. So I'm in, I'm into this this I've discovered this guy named Jason Silva. I don't know if any of you have seen. I I post him and repost him in Facebook, but he um I think he works for National Geographic and does something like a brain something. I don't know a whole lot about him, but he talks about language as being generative and how um, what I say I become, you know, sort of like making into manifestation through words. So this idea of carrying um, a prayer of the heart, being a prayer of the heart, language, what we say, what we think, and being in that space mindfully all day long with everything. And then, and then language, what I, let's see, what does he say? What I, well, it's really the Buddha thing, what I think I become. But he's very concentrating on language. Um, so, yes, I like what you I like the talk about prayer and this idea. So I'm going to, maybe I can set my intention for this week to see if in my daily activities and work and interactions that I could speak prayer as part of my, not that I need to say, you know, the prayerful language that would not be appropriate at that moment, but to, to have the intention that what I say is prayer is a prayer and interacting in a prayerful manner. We'll see what that experiment brings. It's very, it sounds exciting though to me. <laughs> Another quote recently was, um, um, it's kind of like the universe saying to us, I love you so much. I would do anything for you. What do you want? And then, of course, we, that's what we get by what, by our words. <laughs> Anything you say, you can have it. Anything you think, you can have it. I just love you so much. <laughs> <sighs> That's, that's quite funny. I was just giggling because I remember hearing um, Gary Renard, one of his audio books, he says, I think Jesus said that you can move mountains or you too can move mountains, but then where are you going to put them? <laughs> <laughs> that was the bit they didn't keep in the, in the Bible. Where are you going to put them? <laughs> oh, yeah. So, you know, you can have everything, but be careful because when you, you're going to have to put it somewhere when you get it. It's going to be yours, whatever you ask for. <laughs> Unless we give it away. I see the mountains as maybe being obstacles and then giving the obstacles away, not rather than things I want. Um, the obstacles yeah. to me not being able to be authentic, genuine, connected, um, in my heart, you know, that sort of let exactly. them, let the mountains go. I don't yeah, want there's them. the ego way that we're looking at it. And then there's a, that way of, of shifting everything out of the way, looking at it to two thought systems. Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah, I've been, I spent the weekend, well, I spend every breathing hour trying to practice authenticity, um, which to me is linked to vulnerability, which is linked to showing up as who you are, which causes me some stress because I don't want to show myself for all my foibles and, you know, that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, I think a lot about the mountains that need to be moved so that I can be, um, because it just does, it just doesn't feel good to not be true, not feel true. I loved what Jennifer did, Jennifer did with us. Uh, when was it? Where we t wrote down something that we craved and then we said we want it and then the deep desire and then we transmuted it into the deep desire of our heart. So when I was just listening to you now, Dina, I was, because you are my, we are one, and you are voicing, you know, my fears and, um, con, you know, ego things. And I was thinking that just the vulnerability, the, it's safe, uh, the deep desire of my heart is to be completely vulnerable and understand the freedom and strength of that. I need to take out the part that being vulnerable is frightening. I, I you know. Yes, because you're held in God. So whether you're completely vulnerable you're always safe because you're always held in God's hands God's arms if you trust that then you can be safe anywhere anytime with anything and anybody doing whatever because we're all held that's the fearless love I experienced at the uh, our uh, spiritual counseling. Yeah. The possibility of just being fearless love. Because mm. fearless love can be authentic and not and vulnerable. And there's nothing that can hurt hurt that. Yeah, I, I'm I'll have to get back to you on all that, but you know, it's when I, tr I, I don't know, like the repercussions of being vulnerable and opening up to people and there has to be trust there. I mean, you're not going to do it if you have, if you're not building trust, but um, it's the, you know, it's the Brene Brown thing about um, instead of just fitting in, you're trying to find where you belong so that you don't compromise your authentic self, your true self to fit in so you're accepted. So I, I play around with that and try to figure out, go through a bunch of stuff. And I may be a little more challenged than most people on it, but um, <clears throat> it feels so much better. And then after, you know, in the moment, but then afterwards I have a lot of questions about, well, did I, did I speak too much out of, did I go too deep? Did I reveal something I shouldn't, you know, and I'm not, but then if that's, that would be the fitting in part, the holding back on something that felt true and real would mean that you're afraid of not fitting in. 
So, I mean, there could be a certain amount of those aren't your people. You belong elsewhere. I don't I'm So I'm still struggling a little bit to understand what it means. And I know as long as I feel, I definitely feel much better as a person who can put the fear down and because I get very tense. I'll get very, very tense. And then I just, I can't really speak. There's just, I just, if you can imagine that, Paul, of me not being able to speak, <laughs> those, those moments do hit me when I'm in certain situations and I just get like, and there's just nothing will come out. And I don't, I don't like that feeling. So trying to take, remove the big, and they do feel like mountains to me and letting those mountains be moved for me and then relaxing and then being myself. So I would much prefer that. The, even if I'm just doing that with myself and there's never, <laughs> nobody else there you know but but it's it's uh and i do and i feel stronger you know i can feel the strength developing afterwards but it is uh there must be a lot of instances in my childhood where i wasn't um accepted or something like that because so i'll get little fears coming back but the most important thing is that i accept myself so there we go I feel like I can really accept myself in this in these small groups that we get in here and um and I'm brave I'm brave to you know open up and speak and yet when I'm with my friends and family, I find it incredibly difficult. And I think it's because of the, um, the credos and the, the guidelines that we've got here that, you know, we're kind of training ourselves to be so non-judgmental and accepting of each other that we know that we can just go straight in and give what we've got and, you know, there won't be any... We, we want to get anything back that we'll have to feel bad about. And um, I just, I'd love to be able to trust that much with others. I think I could, you know, make small steps towards that and see, you know, that, that I'm held by my friends and family, but it's, yeah, it's, it is a bit different to, to being in this group. It's such a, Precious kind of, I don't know. There's nothing like it. There isn't. Jennifer's having a class tomorrow night about family. Are you going to uh, participate, Sonia? Um, I hadn't actually seen that. So is that on her Jennifer Hadley website? Uh, yeah, it's a free uh, class. Uh, maybe I'll forward it to you. Because she said, look, we're all going into Thanksgiving. We're all going into Christmas. We're going to be with our family and friends and loved ones. So let's talk. <laughs> let's pray. <laughs> yeah, I'll definitely get on to that. <laughs> I have, I, we've had a long weekend with um, Melbourne Cup, which is a horse race. We had a holiday for that strangely and um i haven't checked my email for the whole weekend so I, there's possibly one there 
about it, I'll have a look. So did your horse win? I didn't bet. I just, uh, I did watch the race and it was, um, uh, the, the horse that I picked on the, at the moment didn't win, but um, it was nice to see the horses though. It is a little bit controversial because one of the horses had to be put down, then that has happened before. Because it's a long race, it's a one mile race. And um, so they pushed them pretty hard, the horses. Oh. One of the horses got a broken shoulder. And no, that I got right here. Had to be um, euthanized. So that was, that was That's really painful, painful. Yeah. So. I love horses. I've got my son goes to pony lessons and I'm around them quite a bit. They're really beautiful. They're so, uh, I think they've got a lot to teach us too, horses. You know. I had an experience with a horse at <clears throat> one of my listings. Uh, she had two horses in the stable and the horse came over and I, I moved up to the horse and looked in the horse's eye and felt the presence of God. Oh, man. <laughs> you know, I've never seen a horse after that, that I haven't thought that way. And, and, and look in the horse's eye. But, uh, you know, and I, I always feel that expansiveness when I do, but that experience was... Yeah, surprising. Okay, so I, hello. Hi, Laurie. <laughs> I have been no microphone for over a week. And so I'm sorry that I beeped in and out of the conversation tonight. I hope I didn't disturb your, sounded like a beautiful conversation, but I just, um, but I, I fixed it and it was app, I had to go to Apple and, and it was actually in the Zoom underneath the preferences there that I had not checked. Allow Zoom's microphone. So somehow in the update, it didn't get there, but. Hello, Dina, I haven't seen you for a little while. Yeah, how are you? I'm, I'm really doing well. Very, very well. Are you almost done with your inner child program? I am finished with that. That was fab. That that was over the top. That was excellent. Excellent. Yeah, it was. I found it to be very one of the pivotal things for for my growth. It really is. It it has been for me too. I I can't tell you how many times I've been. Um, attached to something and really realized that I did have three inner children. Sonia, are you familiar with the inner child work? I don't want to, Paula? No, but I'm, I'm curious to hear oh your my gosh. So what happened is Dina recommended the, the inner child work because I, with my dad dying last year, I, something came out in me that I had, I could not even recognize. I recognized it when I was a teenager because that's the kind of attitude I had as a teenager, but I couldn't recognize it now. And so 
Dina had mentioned this inner child work. And I was really interested because what were these triggers that kept triggering me in this family situation? Like I chased my brother down last year and, you know, and F you and this kind of behavior came out of me. And I was stunned because I am, that's not what I'm committed to, to create hostility and division and, but it, you know, I, I've got a whole bunch of excuse reasons for that, but I still was wondering, where does this come from? And every time I got around him, I wanted to beat him up. Now, <laughs> I never did beat him up as a, a teenager. It just, I couldn't believe the violence that I actually had for, because he over, he spoke, he, he intimidated me at his cigar in my face and he'd, he'd talk over me and it didn't consider my, my thoughts and my opinions. And so it just brought up all of this um, hostility that I felt within my family as I was growing up. So I found out that I had three inner children and I knew about one because one, I was eight years old in a car accident and had migraine headaches and had to deal with that kind of atmosphere where dad children are seen and not heard and he did not believe in my headaches that was the issue so I got that and I got that a long time ago and I care I knew I was carrying it but I didn't know how to release it number one and I was able to within two weeks of working with this inner child work it's done with the pathway of life light and it's lovely but I then I discovered that I had this a 15 year old child in a teenager Dina kept talking about her inner child teenager and then Debbie who is the coach said I never bring my teenager my inner child teenager to work she doesn't belong there and it was it made me enticed me it, it made me wonder what the heck can I how I how I can work this out then I had a third one that I just discovered, but, but the, the middle teenager, the 15 year old, I wouldn't let go. It took me weeks, Dina, to, to really get into the spiritual balance. Cause what they have you do is they have you take a, and practice. Uh, they, you have your, your me, myself and I, and, and you, your spiritual guide comes up and your spiritual guide should be like talking to your teenager and saying, I'm here for you. It's kind of like our Holy Spirit is here for you. But my teenager wouldn't even talk to me as I did my meditations. It was so interesting. But then um, I was able to work through that, beautifully work through that. Oh, just unbelievably. Just now I, when I'm triggered, I actually can uh, go, wow, I mean, that really has stuck with me to have a teenage attitude because I'm not committed to my teenage attitude anymore, but I can see where it can be boiled. I can boil up to be a teenager in trouble. And so then I found out that I had a 17 year old just lately. And the 17 year old is the one that thought she knew it all. And she went and got married at 18 and she <coughs> made all these choices and mistakes that were, kind of carried through her life so I had a hard time making decisions so you know because if you now I'm starting to work through it and I see that I'm strength stronger in that area but I was really at the point in this last three years that I was having trouble trusting my decisions and trusting my instincts 
I'm trusting Holy Spirit to say, I have it burning in my heart. And yes, I want to do that, especially if it was a big deal. So now I can see where the reason why I was so, I'm so hesitant about making decisions is because of that reason. That's, that's my whole work. And, and it took me nine weeks. I had to go two weeks through the teenage thing because I couldn't even go through it. But wow, it's that powerful. Yeah. And, um, oh, I totally agree with you. And I also, I found a connection between the Ho'oponopono, if you all have ever listened to um, Hugh Lin's inner child meditation, and he describes these inner children or inner aspects, as I've come to call them, as the um, memory, I think he says the memories from all creation, so, um, and, and I'm, I, it makes me wonder, Lori, if we're not just digging into the surface when we find our, I have a 25-year-old, a 17-year-old, and then a little girl. Those are the only ones I know of. But the, um, so the 25 and the 17-year-old are accompanying me on dates now. Right. And I have to, I, ha- I have to bring them because I'm healing things. But I have found that... Um, I have started, you know, we were talking about the Holy Spirit talking to the inner child. Well, sometimes on the way to work, uh, or anytime in the car by myself, people might think I'm kind of crazy, but I will, if I can find those feelings that'll pop up, you know, as as the inner aspects are sort of letting you know something's up and tune into it. And then I'll start that talk. I'll say, yes, I know it's, it's frightening to be dating people. Yes, it is. I totally understand. You're 17 and you are scared and I'm 59 and I am scared and we are going to be scared together, but I'm here for you to blah, blah, blah. And it doesn't matter what it is. I have to, that we, so I have a relationship with my inner aspects. And I think, you know, I wondered about that. If we peel backward and do more and more and more intensity of this work, what will we come upon if it's, if, Hugh Lynn's suggestion that it's the um, memories from all creation. Right. If we, if we get healed, our ancestors actually get healed. Yeah. You know, and that's, a, that's pretty cool. I, I really, it's, if you want to look at more information, Pathway of Light is the .com. Is, and it has all the books and all of the things. But I'm now on the adventure of spiritual awakening with, De, with Debbie. Are you? Oh, I'm jealous. I better find out what that is. Got a, the next. I mean, there's, and then when you look at the catalog, because once you, so the inner child, uh, there's a small booklet and it has two pages that you read, but it has you do a meditation and then you answer questions on these, on the, 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 the work that you're doing. But um, so that is just a, such a small uh, task about what to do for the week and you do it through the week. Um, but then it has, uh, it has probably 25 different um, items on that you can order these little books. So when you get the book, it'll give you the catalog. And then you look at the catalogs as they, um, you know, as for all, and it has a ton of different uh, things in the pathway of light night. I'm really liking the way they write. They're very committed to our healing. Um, you know, Debbie Dexter is the the, uh, the facilitator, but she says she's the reason why she loves to facilitate this is because it had made such 
a, a burst in her, her spiritual journey and, and she's on fire and she wants to, to reach out. So. Yeah, she actually does um, work, inner child work in the prisons um, under the assumption that you got a lot of inner children in jail, inner child aspects. Oh yeah, she's very committed. And just as a um, promo, I guess, so she was one of, Debbie Dexter was one of Jennifer's very first students, I believe, in meeting in her, Jennifer's living room, and was so profoundly affected by Jennifer's work that she offers for free these eight-week child, inner child workshops um, where she can either do it in a group on Zoom or you can talk on the telephone. And um, it, it, and Lori's exactly right. For certain people, and you'll know who you are if there's just, just that something that keeps popping up and sabotaging and, you know, little childhood this or that, and there's some mi repeating miseries. Um, mm -hmm. It may be your inner child that needs some conversation and care and, yeah. I love the repeating energies. That's funny. So true. Like I, every time I repeat something, I'm like, I'm over this. I can tell that I'm over it, but I don't know how to get out of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You have to honor the inner child. Like there's, it's, and if, if you listen to Hugh Lynn's meditation, he's so gentle and loving with the inner child. Have, you all, have any of you done that Hugh Lynn inner child? That's on Jen. She has that posted somewhere on her video section and the, the gentleness with which he speaks to the inner child is unbelievable. The lovingness, he'll ask permission to touch the child oh and gently stroking the hair, the shoulder. So um, that, that respect and that love for what we've been through as people, as humans, as our memories, as our collective spirits and individual um, traumas and such is is so gentle done through his meditation i was i was definitely a fan almost immediately and try to remember to treat my child like that today i thank you for sharing that that really impacted the growth my growth yeah oh you're so welcome yeah probably 50 percent. i agree kind of raise the bar <laughs> yep had me talk more and had me more active and mm -hmm. and more um you know just responsive just i mean there was there was a thing that was happening yesterday and i could actually see that it was coming from my teenager but it was really cool because i allowed it yeah what was it it was um where we're selling a cabin and and uh i said something to my sister and uh it was kind of devious and and not that I was trying to do something illegal, that wasn't the devious, but you know, it was just, it was a thought and I, it brought it up and I recognized it and I went, I don't want to do anything about that. I just left it alone. It was really, it was really good though. <laughs> so it's, it's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. Oh. And you, you, the last time I saw you, Dina, and heard of, from you, you were doing the date thing and it's getting a little easier. Um, getting a little easier, not been easy, but getting easier. And that would trigger, that would trigger yeah. that teenage gal. Yeah. Well, the, yeah, this, cause the 17, the, the same, if you remember the, the person that I'm hanging out with 
is the one I dated when I was 17. So, and I, I see it. No, it's no um, coincidence. I believe it is to be a healing opportunity. And then the one that, and I was married most of the time, just little tiny little bits so like you. I thought I knew everything, got married at 18. But um, so at 25, I was single for a short time. And that particular individual that I dated during that time, I am, we, he lives elsewhere, but we talk a bit. And I can tell it's a healing relationship. These are healing times for me to um, allow those parts of myself, I guess, to finish working through something and figure things out. Well, that's uh, because that's going back to my brother, that would catch on mm -hmm. because I, to, to have me just think that I would go back and be around my brother and have that teenage feeling, I'm, I would be afraid of that. It's <laughs> so good for good for you. I just yeah, it's, it's probably it's one of the most everything I have. Yes. Oh no, absolutely. It's one of the most courageous things I've ever done. I think in my entire life. Yeah. It's it, it's getting a little easier, but it's it's really challenging. Really challenging. <laughs> well, you look pretty in all your purple. Oh, thank you. So Violet flame. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, and then Sonia has something purple on too. Beautiful. For those that are listening later. <laughs> I got a little bit chilly, so I put a, a mohair wrap on. Where are you from again? Sonia? I'm in Melbourne, Australia. You're in Australia? Yeah, Melbourne. You're yeah. a 24-hour flight away from us. Yeah. We're in, we're in the late spring now, so... All the like the leaves are coming into that full foliage where they just look stunning outside at the moment. So and much we're heading into our winter. Yeah. So oh wow. Ah. Yeah, it's quite mm. lovely. We've got we've got birds here, magpies, and there's a couple. There's one in particular that's befriended us. He's got a crooked beak, so. It's a little bit misaligned and I don't, we think that maybe he can't forage as well as other ones and we feed him a little bit. He, he's our friend. He hangs around in our garden. And what time of day is it there? Oh, it's um, 12 noon, 12.26. Okay. Hmm. So, gosh, I don't even know. What day is it? Today's Thursday. Sorry, Wednesday. 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 Today is Wednesday. Okay. It's our Tuesday. Yeah. We're a day ahead. Wow. <laughs> You're in the future. That is so yeah. cool. <laughs> We're having your future. Not only your future day, but your future spring. That's great. But again, I'm sorry to buy your gin on you guys. It was just, oh, but I'm welcome. really glad to have the speaker working. <laughs> yeah. It's all perfect. Oh, funny, funny, funny. Okay, so tomorrow is the family. The family. Tomorrow night? Yeah, I think so. What time is that? Does anyone know? Uh, let me look. I don't know if I have an email from that. I signed up for something. <laughs> 
Um, family forgiveness. Um, let's see. Eight o'clock Eastern Standard Time, 11 a.m. in Sydney, and 5 p.m. in California. The family for us. Okay, perfect, perfect. Because I start a Tai Chi class tomorrow at seven, so I'll have to run from that. Okay, so it's six o'clock my time then. And I don't know if I reserved a spot or not. So here. <laughs> so I guess Lori, where, you're in Wyoming, is that right? Yes. Wyoming, okay. And you are in? Virginia. Paula and I live very close to each other. Really? Very close. She's in Lexington and Waynesboro. Very close. Hop, skip, and a jump away. Wow. Okay. Virginia. Okay. Well, we are... We're, we're about four-hour flight away from each other. Where are you, Laurie? I'm in Wyoming. Oh, Wyoming. Okay, Salt Lake City's two and a half hours from here. Oh. Kind of in the, we're called the high desert. So we live three hours from Jackson Hole. You heard of the Tetons? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Tetons, Jackson Hole, Wyoming, famous place. So if we go like an hour any direction, it's gorgeous with pine trees and things, mountains. And, but here it's more flat sagebrush. So it's high desert. So we're 6,000 feet. I'll bet, Sonia, are you in the, where are you? Is, are you? Oh no, we're coastal. <clears throat> oh. We've got a port in, in Melbourne and um, yeah. Okay. So yes. So my cabin is 7,000 feet in the air. That's probably really, really high for you. And how about you, Paula and Dina? Are you on the shore or? Valley. I'm in the valley. Shenandoah Valley, Blue Ridge Mountains. Oh, okay. You're the, all close. Are you close to where Jennifer has her meetings then? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's Boone. That's Boone. It's actually an, just an extension of the Blue Ridge Parkway, yeah. Looks the same, looks the same. How long does it take us to get down there, Dana? I'm thinking like four hours, does that sound right? Five hours? Okay. It might be four, maybe. Yeah, but when I come up around the, when I get up into the parkway part, heading up to where, her re, where she holds the retreat, yeah. I look and I think this looks exactly like- Blue Ridge Mountain. Where I, on my end. Mm -hmm. Exactly. It's, it's maybe, you know, it's not small differences, but it's stunningly the same. Yeah. Well, I, um, I want to go, I want to go to her class, but to me, the Blue Ridge seems like a long ways away from me for to go to an unknown town. To an um, unknown Elena, you know who Elena is from year three? Elena, um, is it Stark? Is that right? Elena Stark. She flew over the same time that I was there. And Paula, you were there the same time as I, correct? Yeah. So she flew Elena. in from France. Yeah, she, she flew over from France. She was my roommate. So, and she was feeling disoriented, um, but then loved it. Okay, so... But I, so I know who to contact. <laughs> I'm coming. 
Yeah, you'll love it, Lori. It, it's the counseling. I, I, you're talking about the counseling training intensive or something like that. Yeah, it, it, it was just a, uh, you know, it, it's a, so healing. It doesn't matter whether it's negative or positive. <laughs> it's things happen and you're, you are boosted up in your, in your healing process. And with people that are, boy, talk about being, uh, Sonia, talk about people being vulnerable and open. And it's just amazing. Um, that's where I met my inner child and knew I needed help. That's so I had, a, <laughs> I had a little bit more, a little bit, you know, it was, it was more painful for me and more traumatizing, but um, it all, I also knew go get help with your inner child. And I was committed to that at that point. Yeah. Yeah. But you, you will love it. And, and the Blue Ridge Mountains this that particular place, the art of living retreat center is on the very top. I don't know how high up that is. It's gorgeous. The look, you know, you look out at your, um, your apartment or your uh, hotel room, wherever you stay, they have a spa, Ayurvedic spa too. And you're looking straight down and the food is unbelievable. This vegetarian food. And we've had so many cool experiences. When I first met Paula, there was a group of gentlemen from, were they from India? Yeah. That, um, let's see, what was that called again? Something kind of funny. Um, Brahmacharya? Brahmacharis? Well, what they were doing, wasn't it like a um, celibacy retreat? That's, yeah, Brahmachari is uh, celibacy, celibacy in Sanskrit. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. So there were all these Brahmacharis there. While we were there, yeah. So it was, and we did a bonfire with them the last day, and Paula led us all in uh, different songs. It was, it was just really neat. So, so much water and not a drop to drink. <laughs> okay, I'm on. I'm on. Uh, well, <clears throat> yes. Oh, it was beautiful. And I think that the, the, the retreat center is built on a supposedly um, crystal core mm -hmm. within the mountain. Mm -hmm. I think Maharishi uh, was the first person who started that. And now it's shifted to another. Uh, but, but it's beautiful. They celebrate all religions. It's just lovely. Have you been there, Sonia? No, I've not been there. I've only been to um, the States once, which was when I was four. We went to New York for a little visit. My mum has a cousin there. So I remember Central Park, but I haven't been back since then. Would you ever consider coming to a yeah, spiritual? I have the opportunity. I would love to do the spiritual counselling intensive training. I would definitely do that if I came over. And it's, it's really just brilliant. It's logistical problem, you know, issue of getting there and having the time to <clears throat> spend there with a six-year-old now. So, oh yeah, pretty dependent on me. Yeah, yeah. I'm his primary carer, so it's you know, I have to, I have to work out some kind of arrangement with someone. My husband works six days, so he, he wouldn't be able to do it, you see. He does it nearly 80 hours a week, including Ooh. traveling. So. Wow. Yeah. 
So it would be, yeah, we'll, we'll see. I might put that in the God box, I think. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was, <laughs> I was I just thinking God about box. that. The God box is pretty, Paula. I saw that tonight. That's a pretty one. <laughs> but I, I like your invisible one, too. Yeah. yeah, right here. Just put it in. But I, I was just thinking about that. I think today, as a matter of fact, you know, all the retreats I've gone on and which is quite a few. I think everyone I've been to, Paula's been to. Maybe you've been to one more than I, but um, and all the programs. And, you know, there, there certainly is an investment of time and money and going away from your home and leaving somebody in charge of your pets and all of that, you know, and driving car, flying, whatever you do. And I was thinking, oh, my God, there was no, I wouldn't have traded those experiences for anything in the world, what they've, who I've met and what I've learned and what's been shaken out of me and, <laughs> and just, it, you know, the people that I know now is it's all across the United States and other countries. And it's phenomenal when I stop and consider it well worth it, every, all of it. Also, um, I'm going to get my um, passport renewed, Sonia, so look out. Okay. <laughs> Wait, yeah. what you, what, are you going to do around the world? or No, just Australian. <laughs> <laughs> She's just coming to see you. Just coming here. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah. Well, I, I have a niece. Uh, listen to this for karma. She uh, she was teaching English in different countries around the world, and she was in Korea. So my nephew was in the Navy. They were stationed in Korea, and they met in a little town that catered to, you know, American military in Korea, and um, fell in love, got married. So her family has visited and stayed at my house from... Australia and uh, you know I just she goes frequently and takes the two the naughty five-year-old <laughs> and the four-year-old takes them over so uh, it's like yeah my husband and I are due for something outrageous like yeah where do they live in Australia um, I cannot remember. That's a very large country. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can't remember. I'll email it to you. <laughs> I've had, I've had uh, my cousin's children come to Australia from Norway and they're not even gone, you know, not even flown into my city because they, they come all the way across the world. But Australia is so large that they wanted to do things in Sydney and up there in the, more tropical area we're down south which is more temperate and so they wanted to stay in the sunshine and they didn't even come down and see me <laughs> cute face <laughs> yeah. So, yeah depending on where you, where they are <clears throat> you you may see me i may see you <laughs> i can feel australia looming in my future <laughs> a lot of um, people come from overseas they love Australia so I think you'll love it yeah 
I think so. We're very easygoing people. Very easygoing. And why is that? Don't know. I think it's just, uh, uh, well, I really don't know. And uh, maybe it's just the land. Like the Aboriginal people are like that. They're, they're a peaceful people, the first people here. And um, we've been colonised by the British and then lots of different cultures have come and mixed and mingled. We're very multicultural. I don't know. We're just very laid back. We have a, we love that laid back lifestyle. Um, we're a bit further away from all the other continents. Working 80 hours a week does not sound laid back. <laughs> I'm just talking personality, you know, like he's, He's laid back in personality. Um, he works hard, but because we made a deal that if we were going to have a child together, that I, I wanted to be a stay-at-home mum. So we agreed that he'd do the, the heavy lifting in terms of working. Otherwise, he wouldn't have to work so hard. But, um, yeah. I think it's, I'm thinking more of the person, the personality, not, not in working, but <clears throat> yeah, we're just like, we're easygoing. I don't, I can't explain it any other way. <laughs> Maybe yeah. like, um, I've heard Hawaiians are kind of laid back, the island lifestyle, or you, did you say you were on a, what did you say, marina? Or no, a, we've got, no, Melbourne's based on a port, so it's, Port, okay. We're, we're a city built around a port and a river and it's a, mm -hmm. it's a large city. So I'm about half an hour drive from the centre of town. Um, but we, you know, we've all got access to the beach if we want to. We've got a great big um, bay that we're kind of built around this bay. And so there's lots of um, beaches around Melbourne. Yeah. So when's the best time of year to come over to Melbourne now? Now. Yeah. <laughs> She's coming. <laughs> I can't do it now. <laughs> Anytime from October to April would be like we have a long good season. So spring starts from September, but it's pretty cold September. So late October is good to late March, April. You'll have chance of having some really good weather down where we are in Melbourne, but up north in the northern part of the east coast, it's, it's more tropical, so they have more warmer weather all year round. And then we've got deserts. So you could get, you do anything here. You could go skiing in winter. You can go, there's, there's always deserts. There's always tropics. There's, you know, there's anything you'd like. We've got it. Mountains beaches, rivers. Beauty, natural beauty. Yeah. I mean, it's a really big country. There's a lot here. What is that called when they, um, you go on, I don't, I think it means you go into the woods or something. What is that called? Um, um, go walkabout or? Walkabout. Walkabout. So, walkabout. 
Paula can do a walkabout while she's <laughs> yeah, that's a, that comes from the Aboriginal people, the expression of because they were nomadic or they would have yeah, they would do that sort of lifestyle thing, they just go wandering in the landscape. They'd know I, that they'd know I, where I also uh, remember hearing, and I don't know whether these are the Aborigine Aborigines or not, but the the, the tribe of people were wanderers and they would get uh, together in the morning gather together and do a prayer you know however oh universe there are 25 people today that are coming you know will be moving through and we ask for you to feed us and take care of us and we trust that you will hmm. And then they go and they always find food and shelter. And I just thought that was uh, a very, I mean, that prayer struck me. <sighs> Maybe from some Aboriginal past life. Yeah. But I mean, that's really truly turning yourself over to higher Holy Spirit and saying, that you're walking your way. <laughs> That's, you know, I listened to that Lynn Twist book and, and she talks about that peoples from, you know, countries where they live in deserts and as they struggle. They, they have so much, that they have so much courage to live every day more courage than we would need in, in our whole lifetimes, the way we live in cities, you know. It's that trust they have to rely on God because there's nothing else. There's nothing else to rely on. Wow. And, but that's the truth, isn't it? Mm. All this other stuff we make up. <laughs> I mean, that's part about being in a monastery. The idea is to draw back from all the stuff that we create and project and remain in touch with the center of self. They have to do that every day. That's beautiful. And also we're connected with that because we're all one. <laughs> yeah. I think I've learned so much tonight to put into practice for tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember it all is the question. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, do we want to pray out? This was beautiful, ladies. Thank you. I just feel so much love and affection and appreciation for you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, and me too. Thank you so much. It was very, um, I knew it was going to be, even though I was tired, I'm like, go on the call. It will be worth it. I was tired too. <laughs> yeah, me too. Uh, <laughs> <the same. laughs> yeah. Thank you so much. Um, um, Dina, do you want to pray us out or, or 
Well, we'll see what I've got in there. I can attempt to let some spiritual spirit thing come out. I, I'm counting on it, Dina. <laughs> yeah. With our hands on our hearts, let's take a breath in and breathe out any of the blocks to our accessing our deepest heart, deepest felt heart space. And let us rest there a moment and rest with all because we're all one, as Paula says. Let's rest together there as often as we can remember as our day progresses, as our eyes open in the morning and they close at night. Let us remember in between the heart space, the oneness, and to rest there with our with our fellows going, going through this, uh, class, this apparent classroom, trying to uh, learn, awaken, and assist each other in our, in our rise, in our discovery of truth, and in our holding our integrity in that truth. And all the lessons that we've, the truths and the lessons that we've been so fortunate to hear expressed here tonight, let those sink in and settle and be ours so that we could carry those forth with us uh, into our, into our uh, living applied life day to day. And we share the benefits with all because we are, we are one. And so it is. Amen. Amen. All right. Good night, everybody. Bye. 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 -bye.